We are three best friends living on three corners of the country. Wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep our shit together. Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Elisa, and this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast, where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show. So on this week's episode of A3 Life, we continue our series of women that have quit their quote unquote real job to pursue their network marketing career full time. So this week, I'm excited to have our guest, Lacey Meacher. We're going to learn a little bit more about her, where she came from, find out some tips maybe that work for her and her family and how she balances it all. Um, So we're just going to go ahead and get started. So Lacey, thank you so much for joining us this week. And I should also add that Allie is not here. So if you're like, someone's voice is missing. Allie is out today. It's just Elisa and Alicia and Lacey. So um, anyhow, with that being said, Lacey, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you taking time out of your day. I'll also point out that it's early morning and Lacey's not a morning person. So we, literally when I messaged her, I'm like, Lacey, we do it in the morning. So Lacey's a true champ. She got up early, quote unquote, to be on with us. She's a night owl. Um, And we can even talk about that a little bit too and how that works for your business, Lace. Um, But I'm going to turn it over to you. And what we're going to do is basically just kind of tell us your story, how you got involved in network marketing. We'll start there. And then we'll kind of go into like questions and we'll ask you things like, oh, you know, at what point did you do this? Things like that. So just tell us your story, a little bit about where you're from, how you got involved, you know, when you did have your quote unquote real job, you could talk a little bit about that and how you balanced it. And then we'll kind of go from there. So Lacey, I'm going to turn it over to you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. So excited to be here. Um, even in the morning hours, right? Um, I am a night owl. I've always kind of been a night owl, but definitely this business has brought more of that out in me. Um, So I can kind of chat about that. But um, basically, I am Lacey. Like uh, like you said, Lacey Meacher, married to my husband, Robert. We've been together for about 15 years. Um, I'm a mom to three. Luke just turned 14. I've got Eli, who's 10, and Audrey is six. Um, I started in network marketing in 2015. This is my first and only company. And I just kind of started because I needed to lose a little weight myself. Um, I went full-time in network marketing in February of 2017. Um, And I just would mention that I have no college degree. Um, I never really had a career of sorts. I had lots of, you know, part-time jobs here and there to help make ends meet in our family. Um, But in 2018, I had my first six-figure year. Um, And so this is legit. This business is incredible, and it's completely changed our lives. Um, In uh, 2014, I was pregnant. I had my daughter, and midway through our pregnancy, we were just doing the anatomy scan, and we heard the words, what I'm trained to see is normal, and what I see in her heart isn't normal. And that just kind of set a tone for the rest of our pregnancy. Things got really crazy for a while. And um, when our daughter was nine months old, she had open heart surgery. Um, She's got tons of specialists. We see them all in a hospital about three hours away from our house. And so my husband and I, you know, I had the baby weight. 
um, which I was really on, if I'm being honest, I was carrying baby weight from my 14 year old. I just kind of had that on there for a long time throughout pregnancies and new babies and pregnancies. Um, but I, we really weren't taking care of ourselves at that point. Um, you know, back and forth on the road all the time, eating junk food, not exercising, not sleeping right. And we put on a lot of weight and we just weren't the parents that, you know, we really felt that our kids deserved and that we wanted to be. Um, at nine months, like I said, she had open heart surgery. And when we got home from that, my mom had been on a product for a couple of months and was having some success with that. And so she handed me an experience pack and she just wanted me to try it. And I was apprehensive because I was still nursing my daughter. And obviously with everything that she had going on, I didn't, I didn't feel like I could focus on myself yet. And so she said, you know, I've already talked with our family doctor and he's approved this. And so I started it, I loved it, I shared it, and I started to build a little team. Uh, things were growing and I was, you know, not paying for my product out of pocket anymore and, um, you know, feeling better. And then um, I had a friend who was visiting from um, South Africa. She had married a South African and she kind of surprised me with being interested and wanted to talk about the products that I used and loved. And um, she got started and she was in the States, I think for about four months. And when she went back to South Africa, she'd lost like 40 pounds. She looked amazing. And obviously all of her friends thought she looked amazing too. And so they wanted what she had. Um, we weren't open in South Africa at that point. We were a very new company, only open internationally in a couple of, com in a couple of countries. And um, our corporate office was behind us. We just asked, is there a way that we can do this? Can we get it over there? They were excited with the idea of getting into a new country and uh, were really supportive of us. And so um, that was end of 2015 that we started sending product over. Um, you know, it's international is really crazy. It's not without ups and downs and um, totally revamping my schedule. So that um, mentioning that I was a night owl, they are seven to eight hours ahead of my time zone. I live in the middle of Missouri in the middle of nowhere, really. Um, and so I was adjusting my schedule to be up at those hours that they were up and, you know, help them as much as I could. So that's really where a big part of the night owl came in and has stuck around. Um, so yeah, we have had a warehouse in country in South Africa for the last several years. We've actually been manufacturing in country for the last year or so. So things are really growing over there. Um, and it's just really exciting. Um, in February of 2017, I was blessed to go for my first trip to South Africa. Um, I just completely fell in love. I fell in love with the people, fell in love with the, uh, just the beauty of their country. I got to see so many amazing things. And um, it just, it was really good for my heart because I, in high school, I had done a lot of um, short-term mission work and had gotten to go to some really cool places. Right after high school, I spent about four months doing mission work in Asia and loved traveling over there. Um, then I came home. I met my husband, we um, ended up getting pregnant. I had a baby at, you know, I was pregnant at 20, had a baby at 21, and I just figured I'd kind of settled into mom life 
and traveling would come whenever the kids were finally out of the house, you know, whatever kids I'd started my family life and, and 18, 20, 25 years, whatever that might be, that would be the time that I would get to do things for myself again. Um, and that's just not been the case since I found this profession. Um, I've been able to travel to some really incredible places and South Africa definitely tops that list for me. Um, so going full time, when I came back from South Africa, um, you know, Robert and I had had talks at different points about when would be the right time for me to leave my job, you know, my, my J-O-B, quote unquote. And we really wanted to be smart about it. Like I said, with international, there are tons of ups and downs. And we didn't want to, you know, my first month of making enough money, quote unquote, again, um, we didn't want me to just leave that job behind because that job was stable. It was, it, it was something that we needed. It wasn't, I wasn't working for fun. Um, you know, our, our household really needed the income that I was bringing in. And I don't think I've mentioned yet, but I also homeschool our kids. Now my husband and I both do, but at the time I was pretty much the primary homeschooler, um, homeschool mom. And so I had the three kids and I had the job that I was blessed to be able to take them to, but that's really stressful to get everybody up and everything ready and everybody's school and their lunch and my work and get everything you know to the job and then keep them quiet and focused and working all day long and get my job done and oh yeah i've got that side gig thing too uh, that i was also working um so we really figured that i needed to whatever i was bringing in from my traditional job we wanted me to be making two to three times that from my network marketing job before i decided to quit because we know with fluctuations and you know good seasons and bad seasons this it's a great thing about network marketing is that you don't have like an hourly wage but at the same time that can be a really scary thing and so we wanted to be really set and smart about that so when i came home we realized you know series of events had happened and it just made sense i was making enough at that point and I was really just, I'd been stretching myself way too thin. I wasn't giving my best to any one area because I was just trying to do so many things in so many different areas. So um, at the age of 32, I retired from my quote unquote real job and like just was completely into network marketing and that being our my only income. And at that point, my husband Robert had been in his job. Um, he's professionally trained, went to school for, um, to be a chef. I loved that, did that on the East Coast when we were there, but when we moved back to the state or to my hometown in Missouri, he got into um, the marine business and hated it, but it paid the bills. So at that point when I quit, he was like, hey, I kind of want to be done with my job too. Let's figure this out. And so we did, we set a goal and just about a year later, he retired from his job too. And so now we both get to work full-time um, this network marketing business together. So that's just kind of our story of how we left our traditional jobs.
That's so cool. Like, I love your story. I think it's, I think it's so relatable to so many people. And I think the biggest question we get in here, and I'm, I'm sure all of you hear this often is when should I quit? And I want to point out that Lacey mentioned a couple of things that I really support. Um, and that's making two to three times what you were making at your real job. I think that's a great tip. I also think, you know, when you're mentally being so far stretched, that you know it's time, you know it's time. I think those are two very important important points to think about when you are trying to consider when to quit your real job. I mean, when you realize like, hey, I'm not being the mom I need to be, I'm not being the wife I need to be, I'm not being the leader I need to be. Quite frankly, I'm being a really crappy employee in most cases, right? Like if you're working for someone else and you're not giving it their all or your all, you don't wanna be a crappy employee. Like that's not fair to you or the person signing your paycheck either. I mean, I know Lacey was never a crappy employee, but just generally speaking, when you realize you can't give it all to your employer either, that's not fair. It's not fair to anyone. So I think that that's, you know, some things to consider. And can I just point out the fact that she was homeschooling? I mean, listen, all of us right now, because obviously with COVID and everything that's going on, a lot of us were forced to homeschool. And I think a lot of us were stretched very thin. I mean, I know like Elisa had kids at home. I had like, you guys, I had a whole bunch of kids and I was, you know, with my niece and she had her kids and it was tough. So to me, the fact that you were working and homeschooling and side gig and just all this stuff, I mean, honestly, that's a lot of people's excuses, you know, like why they can't do something. And, you know, network marketing, the thing about it is, it does take a lot of self-motivation because, you know, unlike an ordinary job, you have somebody that you have to like be, you know, accountable to. And yes, you know, we're accountable to our teams per se, but you don't have somebody standing over your shoulder saying, Hey, you need to show up. You need to show up. And I just love, well, I love you and Robert like to death. I think you guys are just freaking amazing, but just listening to all of it and just kind of all of it unfold. I I feel like some people would be like, "Mm, this is just too much and it's just too hard. And you know what I mean? How do you homeschool and have a job and then build this side gig? And I think, you know, like, like you were saying, like you wanted to be home. And I know a lot of people will, um, you know, will join a network marketing business and their kids be, you know, they say their kids are their why, but then later on it becomes their why not. It becomes the reason why they're not moving forward and why they're not continuing you know, their, their side gig. They're like, well, it's too hard with my kids and I'm so busy and blah, blah, blah. And so the very reason why people say that they want something better becomes their why not, the reason why they can't do it. And I love that, like, I don't know, you're just like a superwoman. <laughs> you just like kind of did it all. I love that. <laughs> so Lacey, walk us through kind of like, a tra- what does a normal quote unquote day look like at your house? Like I know a little bit about it just because I know kind of a little bit more about you and your story, but kind of walk our through, through our, walk our listeners through a typical day at your house and kind of how things run and how you fit in your business and where you fit in your business and you know, how, how the things work with the kids. I mean, your whole family is home all day, every day, you guys, I need everyone to focus on that because the idea of that 
quite frankly makes me want to bang my head up against the wall. I love my family, but I just cannot imagine working those dynamics. So I'm sure someone else, you know, wants their husband working from home with them and wants to help. And, you know, they both build this business together. They both homeschool their kids. Like they are an awesome freaking team. So if you want to be an awesome team like Lacey and Robert, Lacey, tell us all the things. How does it work? Um, first, we genuinely do like each other. Uh, people were commenting and like messaging me during this pandemic going, how in the world do you work with your spouse every day? Like, I just need him to go back to work. Um, we really do work together really well most of the time. We kind of have that yin-yang thing where we, he has his pluses and my minuses. They just kind of fit together. You know, he's not admin and I'm very admin. And so he's like, hey, can you take care of this part? I'm going to go talk to all of the people. And I'm like, that's great because he's all social. And, you know, I, I could just kind of like do my thing and, and have my lists and, and contact people like via messenger and stuff. So those kind of things really work together well for us. Um, you know, and, and with the homeschooling thing, it was we've we've always been asked like why we decided to do that. Um, and it was just something that was like on both of our hearts long before our, our oldest even started school. We just kind of talked about, I had it on my heart. I mentioned it to him. I thought he would think that it was crazy. I'm more uh, familiar with the homeschool life. My mom had homeschooled my younger brother and sister for a portion of time. And so I, I, there wasn't any huge reason, but now I can see that it really makes so much sense for us because we, our schedule is completely our own. And I love that so much. We don't have to ask anyone to have time off you know, whether it be from an employer or from, you know, kids missing school or whatever, we don't have anyone kind of controlling our schedule. And I love that even, you know, 10 years ago, whatever it's been when we kind of started this idea, long before we even knew what network marketing was, it was just kind of like setting the tone for, for what our lives would be. So we can, you know, world school, I like that term a lot. The, the kids haven't been out of the country yet. That's on our, our, dream board for sure. We've got that coming, but we school everywhere all the time. They come with us. They come to, you know, events when we're traveling, we drop them off at grandma's on the way to something or, or whatever it might be. And they just get to be a part of it and they get to be a part of this business with us. And so they know that I'm on a call right now, you know, mom, good luck on your call. And they're doing their own thing. They're working on school. Um, We've, we've trained them kind of to, to be able to be self-starters and to work and do those things on their own. So, um, so a typical day at our house, again, not a super early morning person. Robert definitely is a little bit earlier than I am. So he's a godsend in the morning. He's up and making breakfast and getting the kids started with school and they kind of start their day that way. My day starts with quiet time in my room and I get started on work from the beginning. Um, I, you know, have my own quiet time, just kind of like center myself for the day. And then I get into messenger and, you know, um, kind of catching up on everything that's happened internationally because South Africa has been working the whole time that I've been sleeping and um, catching up on messages, notifications, that kind of thing. Um, and then getting into our team groups and apps and, um, or yeah, groups and uh, WhatsApps and messages and stuff. Um, then, you know, really school is done by lunchtime-ish and have lunch. And usually, I mean, honestly, most of our days, we've got a pool in the backyard, we garden, we, we like to do a lot of things outside. 
And I love it because everything happens right here on my phone. You know, I can answer messages as we're doing things with the kids. Um, I can ride shotgun while we're driving to whatever doing, you know, the kids are really involved in sports and I'm messaging people on the sidelines. You know, it just, I love the flexibility of just being able to work in amongst our lives instead of these are the hours that I'm working and then I get to fit in family time in, in over here. One thing I want to, um, cause you haven't really said yet, but like, it's something that like, I think is really amazing too. So, I mean, I've been at personal events that you've been at. And so not only are you a network marketer and a homeschool mom and an amazing wife and a wonderful, beautiful friend, like your husband's also a chef. And you jump in and you guys even do that amongst your network marketing. Like, like I said, I've been at the events where you guys, and I mean, you're right in there with him doing that too. Like you guys are so just multi everything. It's just really amazing. I love Thanks. that. I love yeah, that. we actually met through that. Um, we were both in the hotel business. Um, I was working kind of in the banquet side of things and, you know, making things pretty on the front end. And he is a chef working in the kitchen. We met that way. And so that's always just kind of been a part of our family culture. We love having people around in our home. We love being at other people's homes and being in the kitchen together. He's taught me a lot. I couldn't do anything in the kitchen. I couldn't, you know, boil water properly before I met him. Terrified to cook for the first year or so. Um, but now he's taught me a lot of things. And so I just get to be sous chef. Um, and so we love that. We love to, and people enjoy that. People love food. It's a great thing to like come around and be together. And so we get to do that together. And, and he's very talented if I do say so myself. So. A foodie. so what you're saying is you were working in a hotel and you're like, well, damn, who's that chef over there? That's what you're, that's what we're I getting, know. right? You're like, well, yeah. let's see what he can cook up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It was, I, so my company bought his company and I was sent to train the people of his company on our company standards. And so it was kind of a crazy day. It was all missed flights. I, you know, left St. Louis at six o'clock in the morning and I didn't get to Tampa until 10.04 PM is when I was checking into the hotel. And I was like, I'm starving. This is like before Uber, before, you know, all of that. So I was 19 in the city that I'd never been in before. Didn't know where I was, didn't know anything. Didn't know, you know, how to get fast food from anywhere at that point and walked in and the kitchen had closed four minutes before I got there. And so I was like, okay, I work here now. I'll pay for stuff in the morning. I'm going to the kitchen and finding some food. So I got on the elevator, went downstairs, walked down the hallway and there's this hot chef walking towards me. And he's like, can I help you with anything? And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sure, as a matter of fact, um, so you yeah, can, sir. So he's, I'd say he's been, you know, making me fruit trays ever since. That's what he had at the moment. That's what I got to eat for dinner that night. And he's still bringing me fruit trays. So it worked out pretty well. Yeah. He's a great cook. Like I could see someone could easily win me over. Like, obviously I'm happily married at this point, but damn, why did I need a cook? <laughs> like, 
I know. So listen, like, <laughs> I am totally not like a seafood girl. It's just not my jam. In fact, I think it's nasty as heck. But I was at an event, and I'm trying to think of what it was. Like, we were just like, like at a personal event at one of our friends' house. Remember, and you guys were cooking there. Thinking mm. like this, was it salmon with some stuff, stuff on it? I don't really know. All I know is I ate it, and then I ate it again. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't even like seafood. I don't like fish. But it was good. I went for round two. <laughs> yeah, that's something else. He does that. Yeah, I'm not an olive person or a mushroom person, and he works his magic and I will eat it all day, which is why we needed to lose some weight too. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why the Lord didn't put me with a cook, a chef, because I would be really big or especially a baker because I love sweet stuff. So, so we've talked a little bit about that, your story. Let's talk a little bit because I think this is important um, for people, not only like in our company, in our culture, but for all companies to kind of hear, let's talk. And you've mentioned a little bit about building a team in an international market. It just so kind of happened for you. So let's just be real and raw with our listeners and kind of talk about like, what are the struggles like building in an international market? Yeah. So I didn't go into it. Like you said, it kind of fell into our laps. I didn't go into it thinking I'm going to build another country. I didn't even know what that meant at the time. Um, it was just, you know, I had a friend who shared with a friend who, you know, that's how this, this business works is just sharing. And so that's kind of how we ended up there. And, um, you know, there's all the things that go into it that people don't think about in the beginning, um, you know, working with, customs, you know, that's one, trying to get the product in, um, building, you know, registration, all of that stuff that comes when you're working with government entities, all of their rules versus our rules. So there are things in the U.S. that we, you know, are allowed to say or are not allowed to say, allowed to do or not allowed to do, and that's completely different when you get into a different country. Um, so thankfully, you know, as associates, we haven't had to worry about all of the ins and outs, you know, we've got people at the corporate office that deal with that, thank God. Um, but, you know, it still falls on us to, we have U.S. teams that we train one way, and then we have international teams that we have to train a completely different way. Um, culturally, that's another thing that's huge, is that, um, let's see, if you've never read the book Foreign to Familiar, it's a really small book, but it's all about cultures and warm cultures and cold cultures and how we interact with each other. So for the most part, I mean, as, as the U.S., we're kind of a melting pot. So if you think of like the way a New Yorker is versus the way somebody from like Louisiana is, they're very different, right? So you've got people who just want to get directly to the point. They don't want to talk about their parents and their kids and their family and their dog. They just want to know what's in the product and what you, you know, how much it is. Um, so that's more of like a cold culture, whereas a warm culture is very like, let's talk for 20 minutes about all of our feelings and our family and everything. And, and then, oh yeah, we'll get to that business part. We'll get to that, you know, talk about those products. And so me being from the U.S., being more warm culture, and South Africa typically being more cold culture, like just kind of breaking that down and, and knowing how to talk with them and how they talk with me and what that means. So, I mean, it comes like relationally all the way to like government. It's just so vastly different. Um, even, you know, thinking in terms of um, they use a different currency than we do. And how that translates and, um, you know, how it's 
our price is set over here, but that fluctuates with their market daily. It can be, you know, higher, lower, that kind of thing. So just everything, everything is different when you're building internationally. Yeah. I've definitely experienced it that myself. Um, Lacey mentioned she's been to South Africa. I've been a few times to South Africa as well with Lacey's team. And I'm the same way, fell in love, my absolute favorite place, like, but it's different. It's definitely different in how they talk and how their mannerisms are and how, you know, I assume that's every country, obviously, and they probably feel the same thing about us, Um, but it is definitely a learning experience. And I totally respect that, you know, Lacey's gone in and educated herself, like reading these books and a lot kind of, I think comes from experience, kind of trial and error as well. Um, But I think it is important. If you're going to be working closely with an international market, you need to do the due diligence to your team and to yourself and your business and study up on it in reality, because that's exactly what Lacey did. You know, she's reading books. She's, you know, educating herself on the market that you want to work in, because you can't just go in there like the wild, wild west or like this wild, crazy American, because they're gonna be looking at us like we're crazy, you know, (laughs) and in every culture, you know, different cultures. Yeah, we are. We're I mean, I can see that, but it's just, it's just so different. You know, even like Lacey said, from eating a meal to, and I will say the South Africans are the most polite eaters I've ever experienced. I'm pretty sure like they are so proper with like the way they cut and the way they chew and their forks. I'm just like, wow, I look like a wild animal and you eat actually very polite. Like they're cutting up their cheeseburgers and eating their French fries with a fork. I'm like, wow, I look like a wild animal. Very polite. Yes. Like I do. I've had that same thought. Like I promise we eat this with our fingers. We pick up French fries and they're, you know, yeah, doing it with a fork and a knife and I, yeah, just feeling like I am a wild animal. That's a great way to put it. They've been wonderful though. Um, and just, really welcoming and um, they've got a really good mix of you know direct like I mentioned but also just like welcoming you with you know huge love all the time and so it's really been amazing to just make friendships um, you know like that we're able to work from our phones work from our computers connect with them at the palm of our hand at any time of day or night and then to be there and to you know get hugs and to get gifts and just they're so generous and wonderful. And so that's been awesome just to connect that way. Um, I appreciate it so much. Elisa has said so many times, like I don't build internationally. I don't know the rules. If you're going in, learn the laws. Um, You know, I think that's huge because people will see that their company is in international and they think, oh, I want to be there. I want to travel there someday. I want a team there. And then just go, you know, gangbusters going for it and, doing all kinds of things that could really get not only themselves in trouble, but their company in trouble. It could get, you know, markets shut down in different places because we have to be so careful with those laws that I mentioned. You know, I know Canada or Australia with their whole um, NFR markets and that being something that we definitely don't want to, um, you know, mess up in any way. And so it's, we can't just go post in yard sale pages across the world because it doesn't work the same way in every country. So it's just really, really education is so important when you go international. Yeah. And like Lacey mentioned, that is something I tell people when people come to me, 
and want to know about this country. I'm like, I don't do business there. I don't know the, know the rules as if you, an independent associate of whatever company you work for, if you want to do business in another country, that is your job. And that is your responsibility to educate yourself, educate your team. It's not your upline's job to do that. It is not your up, you know, if they're that you're an independent contractor. And I remind people that all the time, it is not my job to know every rule and every law for every country in the entire world, that's not my job, you know, because I personally do not do business outside of my country. Obviously, we have teams and things like that in other parts of the country, but I personally do not. So there's just so much to it. And I'm glad you brought that up, Lacey, not just with South Africa, you know, in Canada and just every New Zealand, every country has its own rules, you guys. And yes, Lacey's had incredible success and we love the South African team. and We love what they bring to our company and our culture and things like that. But if you do not know the rules, do not do it. If you're not willing to take the time and educate yourself and really dig in, it's not fair to a team that you build there. And it is not fair to your corporate staff. And it is not fair to you. Just do not do it. Be prepared to put in the time, energy, all the things that go with it. If you want to build internationally, I think that's super important that we talk about. I do too. And like, I'm just going to kind of reiterate that really quick because you do hear people, you know, like, especially, you know, like when your company opens up a new area or if they're looking to, and people get so excited, they just want to race and run into stuff, but yet they take no time to actually study it and, and, you know, get to know because countries are so different. I'm sure like with most uh, network marketing companies, you know, like getting into somewhere different, there's different rules, different laws, all this stuff. I, as well as Elisa, I, I stay where I'm at because this is where I'm comfortable. This is where I know this is, you know, um, and I know like I've had different team members, you know, like, are we open here? What about, you know, South Africa and over here and over there? I'm like, I don't know. You'll have to, you'll have to look that up and you'll have to figure that out, you know, or they reach out to people on that team, wanting those people to help, you know, like over in that country. And that's not really fair either. So I think if you're trying to run and branch into, you know, a different country, you know, like you said, take the time, learn, know what's going on, know the rules. Don't just try to jump into something because you get, you think it's going to be like a quick, you know, like, yeah, quick claim to fame, whatever. Yeah. And I see that with a lot of people. I think yeah, they're just like, get, get lucky and go start this whole country leg underneath them, you know, not knowing what in the world they're getting into, Lace. <laughs> Oh, dude, it can be a listen we've had a couple we've had a couple different countries go whack so I mean it, it happens you know it's tough I think it's harder than people think yeah I think people see the highlight reel you know they see the oh we're there oh they're getting product oh they've got a new star director or whatever it is and then they just want a piece of it more so than really understanding all of the you know like I mentioned ups and downs there have been times quite a few times that it's not happening anymore. Thank God we've got that all figured out with an amazing team and manufacturing there and having the warehouse. But there were months of stock crisis where they didn't have product. Um, you know, terrible, awful things that, you know, really affected people's everyday businesses. And, and that isn't seen so much, obviously, because um, it's, you know, you work through those problems, you don't blast those problems out there. And so they've, you know, have worked so hard and found solutions, but it's not all, you know, the highlight reel that every, you know, building internationally is this big, um, I don't know, just claim to fame kind of thing. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so really quick, Lacey, for people that are on the fence, like maybe I should quit my job. Maybe I shouldn't. What should I do? You know, what advice would you give them? Um, I know we talked a little bit about, you know, making sure that income is there, figuring out what works for them. What other advice could you add to that? If you have anything as far as like when to make that leap? Yeah, I would say, of course, it's going to be different for every person. It's going to be different for every family, um, you know, dependent on what your bills are, what your debt is, what, you know, all of that. For me, I think I don't see a way that you can jump from a corporate job into your network marketing business without a time of being stretched. Um, I think that if you want this, you're going to have to put in the time and effort to get there. It's not going to be easy. It's not, there's, we really, we get the, you know, the, um, you know, people will say all the time that it's like a get rich quick scheme, you know, for the vast majority, vast majority of us it is nowhere near a quick um, experience, right? Like it takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to get where people are able to have the, you know, life-changing income. And I think that that takes that, that time of you're being stretched too thin, you know, like I, I don't think that you could just jump from one, you know, you, you couldn't just quit a job overnight and then be a success in your business. That doesn't happen for most people. So I think that there is a time. And for me, it was discussing that with Robert and having conversations with our kids too, at the level that we could and saying, you know, for a while, mommy's not going to be able to do all the things that I've been doing, you know, for, from this time to this time, I really need to focus on this tonight. Um, we like to include them in that plan. And so when I'm pushing for a rank, for instance, it's okay. It's going to be really crazy this week or this month or whatever it is, but we're going to do something, you know, we, we love Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, the kids love that, that place to go. And so we'll say, okay, we're working really hard towards this. While I'm on this call, I need you to be focused on school. I need you to be getting this done, you know, whatever it might be, and including them in that goal. And then as a family, when we hit our, our goals, then we do something together. So there are the times where I don't get to be as present for a little bit, but I think that that's part of it. I think that it's that stretching yourself a little too thin for a little while to achieve that next goal. And then I get to be more present after that. So I think that it's looking at that, um, everyone kind of being a part of that so that there isn't the, I don't know, animosity or whatever kind of comes up sometimes between, okay, you're choosing to be on your phone instead of being with us. I think that if we just kind of address it and talk about it and work together as a team, I think that, that really has helped too. Um, so yeah, just making the plan Definitely, uh, you know, pushing, pushing hard for it, being stretched a little bit thin. And like we talked about, you know, making sure that I don't, I wouldn't say like, don't jump, but I would just say, think it through. Like you're a grown adult, you have bills, you have responsibilities for the most part. And maybe that's just the type A person in me, but for the most part, like make a plan. Don't be smart about it. This is your life. This is your job. You can't just willy-nilly throw it out there and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this thing today and quit my job. Like, I don't think that that works for most people. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And we've talked about that before, especially with kids that are kind of your kid's age. I think it's really important. And you all 
functioning as much as you do as a family unit all day, every day together. I think, you know, setting those goals and giving them a goal to work towards, because yes, you're working to this rank, but quite frankly, that doesn't mean a lot to them, but something as simple as like Wolf Lodge, we're going to go and stay at this hotel that you guys really like. Maybe, you know, maybe you're not at that level yet. Maybe it's just like a special dinner out with your kids, or maybe you get to order pizza or a movie. It doesn't have to be extreme, but for kids, a lot of the times I think it's important that they get to see something visually because yeah, we're like pumped up about this rank, but that doesn't mean anything in their world, right? They don't, most of them don't understand exactly what that is. So I love that. I love that you guys communicate with them, work and make it a team family unit and what a great support system. So I love Lacey and Robert. I think they, you guys do a great job. Your kids are amazing. Um, you guys are definitely doing something right and you're building an international team. Um, just so many great things happening for you and your organization. And I want to point out something, Lacey, it's taken time. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the time that it's taken to build this and get to this point. You know, this wasn't an overnight success. Like she said, South Africa has had struggles. I've seen it. I've dealt with it. They've dealt with it. Um, sorry, the lawnmower's here. <laughs> um, my microphone is picking up the lawnmower. It's a lawn maintenance day. Um, but let's talk a little bit about that, uh, Lacey, because I think that's something that we see so much is people want success right now. I want to quit my job now. I want to be done. You know, I want to work from home. I want to be with my kids, but it doesn't happen overnight. It yeah, no, it is definitely not an overnight success um, story for me, um, at least. Like I said in the beginning, I was making a little bit enough to cover my product cost. And then from there, you know, it just started to, you know, I wanted to cover my cell phone bill or I wanted to cover our electric bill or whatever it was. And so it was just, you know, growing slowly. In the first year, I did have like a knockout awesome first year um, rank. I think I rank advanced like four times in that first year and, and did really well. And then I was stuck at that rank for four years. Um, I got super discouraged several times throughout that time where I saw people enter the company after me and fly right past me in rank. Or, you know, even people on my team had outranked me at one point and I was so excited for them, so thrilled. And I really am like cheerleader of everybody. I want everybody to succeed. But there was still that, wait, what's wrong with me thing. So it wasn't, you know, those were, there were four years where it wasn't all like fun and games and this is exciting. It was really putting in the time every day and really self-evaluating and am I doing enough? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And coming to the realization over and over, like someone else's success doesn't equal my failure. Like I am, I am killing it for my family. I'm doing really great. I'm able to quit my job. I'm working at home. I'm bringing in more income than my husband was bringing in from his full-time job. I was able to help him, you know, work, be able to retire and then we could work it together and, you know, do that at home. And so all of those things, like I had to keep looking at myself going, okay, you're not failing. You're just on your own timeline. It's going a little bit slower than other people, but that's not failing. Um, so just last month, I was able to rank advance past that rank that I'd been at for four years. And that's been really exciting. We've got, you know, exciting things happening. And I'm, you know, pushing for the next rank I, as soon as I possibly can, you know, but it's, yeah, it definitely takes time and effort. 
You know, one of the things that I um, love that you said, and we haven't, you know, really talked about it yet, but it's, it's something that me, Allie, and Elisa, it was super strong in us. And one of the reasons we started A3 Life and one of the reasons we wanted to do this and we wanted to talk with women. And, you know, when you said basically, you know, like that you had, you know, people ranking and different things around you and you were still cheering them on. Not everybody is like that. Women can be really, really tough. And sometimes it's hard when you want something so much and you want to be successful and you see people around you, you know what I mean? Like succeeding. And maybe you're at a point where you're standing still. It can be hard to not be jealous and bitter and sad. And I mean, I think it would be a lie if we said we all didn't feel that at times, you know, but it's, it's one thing and it might be human to feel it, but then to say, no, 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 that's, that's not okay. Like, you you know, like you said, I'm at where I am right now and this is not my time. What's supposed to be mine will be mine, especially if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But the fact that you said you were so excited, you were still cheering them on and that's, that's our heart. You know what I mean? Like somebody else's success, like you said, does not, that, that doesn't mean you're a failure. You know, you not, you know, maybe doing what they're doing everyone has their own time and they get there when they're supposed to. And, you know, like I said, what's, what's meant to be for you is going to be for you and it's going to be in your time. And I just, I love that you have that heart because that's exactly where we came from. We wanted to cheerlead. We wanted to be like, Hey, we see you. You're freaking awesome. Hey, we see you. You're freaking awesome. And, you know, be able to cheer each other on, you know, through, through all of it, through everything, you know, business and life and all of it. And I think like with women, we get so caught up in that. Yeah. And a success for you. Right. And your success was like you said, you're home with your family, you're paying that bill, you know, that was your success. And we get so caught up in defining what success is that we start looking at other people's success. Like, you know, your success, you hit your goals. You were doing everything you wanted to do. Maybe you weren't doing what Jojo was doing, but you were doing your goals. So realizing, being clear, what are your specific goals and not setting them to this crazy astronomical, what Jojo's doing and not forgetting this is success. I am home with my family. I am working from home. I am paying that bill. I am bringing in the income, you know, whatever that looks like you know, and, and staying on track with that. I mean, we play the comparison game. We all do it. We all know it's not healthy and we all still do it. Right. So, you know, staying focused with, and being clear with your goals, I think is super important. So I, again, something else we love about Lacey and why we thought she was a perfect fit for being on our podcast is there's so many values that, you know, we love and respect about you, Lace, because you really are, we are one of the good ones. So we appreciate you. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you sharing some of these tips. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being on with us and can't wait for this episode to launch and share it with everyone. And I know it'll bring some value to someone out there that needs to hear this, whether it's international or their job, or you had so many great things to bring to the table. So we truly do appreciate you, Lace. Awesome. Thank you so much. I've loved being on, um, you know, just that, that cheering on, like you said, you know, um, several levels up, Alisa, you are my upline. Um, but Ali, Alicia, they are sidelines and have pulled in and pulled together and have allowed me to be in their, you know, team pages. And that's been huge. That's been huge just to have that support and, um, you know, the tools that you guys provide and just the value that you put out there. I just love it 
so much. I love being a part of that, um, just that, that family, that culture, that girl tribe, whatever you want to call it, just being there for each other is really, really important in a world where lots of people don't, lots, you know, out, especially outside of our profession, lots of people are, you know, fighting tooth and nail to beat someone else. And I love that that's not, that's not where we are. That's not where we have to be and that there's room for everybody to be successful. I love that so much. So thanks for having me. I've loved being on with you guys. And also I want to wish a happy 4th of July. So this podcast will go out on Friday. So you all will, I hope everyone has a great 4th of July with your families, whether you're cooking out, whether you're on the water, maybe you're still quarantining. I don't know what you're doing, (laughs) but I hope you have an amazing 4th of July ladies um, with your families and whatever you have going on. And to our listeners, happy 4th of freaking July. It's not our traditional 4th of July. I would like to thank in most places with this crazy thing going on, but I hope you can keep some, you know, traditions for your family alive this 4th of July and just, you know, get to appreciate the fact that we were we're Americans. So thank you and happy 4th of freaking July. Thanks for joining us this week on A3 Life. Make sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram at A, the number three life, Inc. And check out our online shop at A, the number three life.biz. Thanks for joining us this week on A3 Life. Make sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram at A, the number three life, Inc. And check out our online shop at A, the number three life.biz.